Hey guys and welcome to the amateur take and uh today uh as a final as the as we reach the end of the F1 season which has been I think one of the greatest seasons in quite some time we will be going into detail with uh, three of my really good friends Raymond Akhilesh and Ethan uh Raymond and Akhilesh here are uh, <laughs> Mercedes fans and then we have Ethan on the other side who is the hardcore Max Verstappen and Red Bull fan so let's hear from them how you all been Raymond Akhilesh Ethan Um hi Lanson yeah I've been I've been all good all right uh thanks for having me on this podcast I mean it's uh, it's really good I mean if anything the the sport I talk about is F1 mm-hmm. and I love F1 so it's great to be here Hi Lanson um thanks for thanks for calling me uh on this podcast obviously uh been been wanting to be on a podcast for a while since covid I've been on a couple very cricket centric so F1 something that I've been watching since a child Really good, really good change. So, thanks for having me on here, and yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. All right. Hello, Lance. <laughs> I'm glad to you know be invited back again. Yeah. Wonderful experience. Always love being on this podcast with you. Always have some crazy conversation. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So we will get right into it, and uh, I think first on the <laughs> we have to get into the whole Saudi Grand Prix that happened last week, and how controversial the whole. FIA were with their decisions because we had some points where they were offering deals to Red Bull, and this is something that I've never seen. So I was losing my shit. What did you all think about this whole situation? Um. So if thinking about the whole thing, right? I really think F1 was at, at its honest embarrassment <laughs> in the South in the Saudi GP because everything that happened was very vague. most of the decision uh, decisions taken like by marsi and a uh, couple of decisions taken later and not at the very moment or too vague so i feel like fia can't afford that at the moment because considering it's like the biggest motor sporting event in the world right now i just don't think um whatever happened in saudi gp is is right the fans don't deserve it nor the drivers it's just fia need honestly needs a fix that from my from my point of view and the whole michael marsi bargaining incident with red bull i just found it really absurd considering the fact that it should have just gone to the stewards towards hmm. the um, i don't know like michael marsi does have that power to mm-hmm. you know take it into his hands and make a decision but i feel like when it when it comes to a decision like that where you have max and uh, max and lewis i think the best is to just put it in the hands of the stewards it creates less of a controversy and also the whole uh, radio that was broadcasted to the public around it just it was just a joke to to everyone like i don't know what what are your what are your thoughts on that um yeah i mean i think the fi this season's been tested we've seen in multiple races uh the fi has always been tested in seasons where there've been races that have been very tight uh especially in battles we've seen this in multiple events on travel say for example you have your 2008 season between massa and hamilton and you have your 2007 season where you had a whole sort of effort turned into a circus when uh, alonso and hamilton 
had that old rift going on and you had Raikkonen in the back just luring into getting his title. So, uh, definitely, I would say it's been a really tough season. I don't want to be too harsh on the FIA, but it's been a rather tough season for them uh, considering the events that have occurred this year between just purely Max and Lewis. Uh, but again, when we come to the whole um, fish market situation, I would put rather where uh, you find Massey trying to, um, I wouldn't say trying to instruct teams, but trying to offer his opinions to the stewards before uh, when, this, uh, when the whole event unravels. So, yes, uh, it was controversial at the moment, but having gone through it multiple times, I feel it isn't a completely wrong thing that Massey did, but things could have been handled better. Uh, things could have been more organized. So, yeah, it, it, seemed, it seemed as if things were, things were completely unplanned. Very immature, in my opinion, in this particular race. So, yeah, they were rather exposed quite a lot. What do you think, Ethan? So, Saudi. It was very strange to hear him, like, deliberate, mm-hmm. you know, on the team radio with teams about, like, you know what, I'm going to give you this position. I'm going to put them over there. That was so unusual to hear. Uh, what I found very strange is that they started this, but um, initially they had said Verstappen would be P2, yeah? Mm-hmm. And then they reneged on that and they said they'll put him behind Hamilton. And either way, it's like Red Bull. I, I think they were pretty like confused by the situation as well, being that they just said, okay, because you don't know if you're going to get a penalty. You don't know if you're not going to get a penalty. Nothing's being referred to the stewards. Like the order seems kind of messed up. So... I think it was quite strange to hear, like, have that play in the background. It wasn't even like a, you know, a give and take. It's like FIA just offers you something. Either you take it or you don't take it. If you don't take it, we don't know what happens. So Yeah, the FIA, I think they made it seem like they were in cahoots with Red Bull, to be honest. Even though uh, that they, was not... Uh, okay. They okay. made it seem like that. See, even though Red Bull, Red Bull had no idea what was going on, right? Yeah. They were as lost as the rest of us. But with this whole, you know offering thing. It just made it seem very controversial. And I think if we didn't hear the audio, none of this would have happened. But since, you know, it is public, right? So yeah. they have been a little bit careful, I think. I don't think that was their intention. But yeah. Uh, do, you, have... you, do you think they had the same conversation with like Renault, Alpine and um, Mercedes? You know what I, uh, what I think with the whole situation of Marcy offering P2 to Max first, I think the whole issue was having Ham- Hamilton on P1 Max mm. P2 and Ocon P3. But I don't think they've, they clearly realized that Ocon had taken the lead of the race after that given point. So, I, and later on, when they offered Max P2 and Hamilton P3, I think then you just realized that in the beginning, they had not even considered Ocon mm-hmm. at P1. That clearly showed the in like you know incompetency of the FIA. I really think, you know, it, that... You that could say it was like a bias. Yeah, it was more, it yeah. was more Massey centric than in FIA, I would say, because mm-hmm. yeah. the fact that he it's was handling Massey. the whole situation and he had, he had no clue about Ocon being in top past turn one. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you got to be watching the race, mate. This is your job, you know. So yeah, and this is like a title decider kind of race, right? So you got to be yeah. very careful. Like, yeah, no professionalism from him. But anyways, what about the events that led to this? Now let's talk about um, <laughs> something that we've seen. The time and again with Hamilton and Verstappen crashing into each other. Who's I think we know whose fault it was, but let's just hear from <laughs> all of y'all. What do y'all think? Um, okay. 
let me start with you know max as a driver has developed a lot over the past 4 5 years and respect to that and because of his driving style he is where he is and uh, he is the driver he is at the moment but i feel like you know hamilton winning in saudi clearly he knew that put the, puts them level pegging on points coming to abu dhabi and for him to get that win in saudi clear kind of decided the championship there and there if you think about it unless there was incidents in mm-hmm. in abu dhabi so Wait, are you talking about the drivers championship or the constructors or both drivers drivers okay. championship because constructors clearly perez with the whole crash kind of put red it, it wasn't his fault man yeah it wasn't his fault clearly but because of him going out clearly put them out of play yeah. like when yeah, for the constructors championship so that i think caused verstappen to you know cross the line you know his i found his driving not it wasn't within the rule book and that is that should be f1 and that should be racing i mean what we've seen over the past 3 years well, like years before as well i mean that that's not what's allowed you know you just cannot dive into going in late into the corner and then gaining can a can i just ask a question if you don't mind which incident yeah, yeah, no, are you referring to in particular I'm talking about the 5 second penalty where he this is after the crash after the red flag yeah and then when they had the restart after right. the first lap where yeah, I'm he talking, went yeah I'm talking about when Hamilton, Hamilton off when Hamilton was on the outside line yeah right okay yeah so when Hamilton goes in for the overtake you get what I mean yeah after the DRS yeah so Max clearly dived into it and pushes hamilton has to go wide causing mm-hmm. verstappen verstappen cannot turn the car in into considering the speed he was at and goes wide and running off so i feel like if he cannot do that i mean at times like yeah fight for the position right but keep it within the lines i feel like that should be it so i mean what do you think akhilesh um yeah i mean we we all saw what happened we all saw the battle the war of words uh the gimmicks that has been happening between hamilton and verstappen and it's something that is really expected to happen uh we have seen in the past in the sport where multiple years rather had drivers that have that had a go at each other because they were incredibly competitive so i totally understand the whole aggression and you know just just trying to do whatever at your will to just get the spot and get the title i mean it's anyone it's desperation at the end of the day that's that's how our brains work but obviously you know it's a sport and sports mm-hmm. rules uh i can be really critical here because i have seen max not just in 2021 but seen max since 2015 uh and we can not count the number of times in our bio fingers where he sent cars into other cars so and events being 2017 singapore you have your 2018 shanghai where he took out vettel who was a race leader at that point you had a 2016 belgium where he took out both the ferraris going into turn 1 so i saw this coming and it's definitely the one thing that i didn't see coming although was the brake testing which that that took me out of surprise that was a rather a masterclass <laughs> but um i mean yes yes definitely 
definitely dirty they i i don't have any other arguments to that but yeah i would just say that it's something that i expected so yeah so do you mind if i share my part now <laughs> okay so so you think he break tested hami yeah hmm. like all of you all agree in that i think yeah definitely yes i think okay. the fi does see, too <laughs> see the fi does too they did give him a penalty hmm. but i think we need to consider what happened with red bull and verstappen as well they told him to give the place back he slowed down they told him to slow down let him pass strategically he did that hamilton stayed behind because the fi didn't tell mercedes or there was some issue in communication so he stayed behind verstappen verstappen again slowed down fairly i agree he slowed down a little aggressively which might he should not have done especially with hamilton behind but he did waste a lot of time on the back straight waiting for hamilton to pass him which hamilton didn't do he didn't have the information that hamilton does not know that oh. they not told him that he can pass so maybe when hamilton got real close right behind verstappen he moved to the left you did see him move to the middle of the road i felt he should not have done that i agree with you that was a mistake and then hamilton went into the back of it if you want to say max break tested him i don't think that is a completely fair assessment given the entire circumstance he did um, press the brake very hard okay. but he was not like hamilton wasn't informed that he could pass he stuck around behind them if you want uh, to talk can about I, the can i jump in incident, here yeah, yeah can i jump in here regarding the brake testing so uh my initial thoughts when i saw when i saw that incident like first hand live during the race i i genuinely thought he brake tested him fine get uh, apart from the fact that fine the whole fi is partly to blame to blame here because information wasn't relayed to them mm-hmm. at the same time and then there was a whole miscommunication but you have to also consider the fact that before the last corner there's a drs line and hamilton yeah. knew hamilton knew that i think at 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 a given point he knew that verstappen's giving him the position but he knew that it is not going to be right and he was waiting for verstappen to move ahead so that he doesn't get the advantage of the drs on the back straight and which is rightly so and then i felt like because of the whole frustration in that moment and because of the whole mess in the with fi and the lack of information max brake tested him he didn't want to like he didn't want hamilton to run back run into him but just cuz he wanted to go ahead cuz he knows hamilton's going to get the drs just put put your foot on the brake slow the open and back uh, slow the open and down and have a good run off so that's why i think it is cuz if you look at the incident later where he actually gives in the position and then dives in Mm-hmm. gain the drs and gain position again mm-hmm. it was all huh? yeah so i feel like do you think that's a fair that was the that's not a fair move okay can i ask you why it's cuz you're going to give up the position for one corner and that is not a fair move for example in uh, lewis hamilton versus raikkonen in uh, in the bell spa i think in the spa grand prix hamilton had to give out the position he goes off road comes gives out the position by going off road comes back on track right behind uh, raikkonen and takes him on the first corner hamilton was given a 5 second penalty at the end of the race which affects his race so 
yeah giving up the position just for a corner and to gain a significant um, advantage of the drs i feel like uh, that isn't the right move i mean i i think i would like to ask ethan have you, have you genuinely seen an incident or spotted a moment where a racer has given um the other racer a spot in front of him right before a corner and then takes him on the inside line incident no i not to my memory i don't recall seeing anything but if okay think of it as this if you are a racer you're told to give the position up which you do he see i will agree with you if you had said that you know he started to slow down and hope time he passed him near the drs line but they were you know in the middle of the back straight he slowed down a lot now actually if you want to talk about the brake testing the fi did release like the g meter graphs yeah. verstappen did hit the brakes very hard no doubt about that but he had already cut down his speed substantially hamilton behind him was actually traveling at quite a high speed so I'm, un- are you sure about correct so yes but i am hamilton there was a point what i remember there was a point in the race where they were both behind each other and hamilton was at a similar speed as verstappen if but not for that incident on the back straight hammy had a massive speed advantage on verstappen after verstappen initially stopped then he hit the brakes then so close that they bumped into each other i i but, think the whole incident happened or the rather the crash happened because of brake testing because hamilton kept following him when he was weaving around the whole back straight like yeah, he wasn't way way He moved to the left one time. Yeah, yeah, but but moving to the right and left is weaving if you think about it in like practically okay. sense, right? If but, you okay, want to count coming that, that as weaving, a move on the back straight, and then he moved back, and then he didn't move up. I don't agree with you. Okay, maybe well. it's. I feel it's this. This argument is just now boiling down to perspective. You always have. The yeah, yeah, we always have a difference in perspective. I'm not Correct, trying to convince, but absolutely. Like but I feel what I feel genuinely is, let's put it. Let's put myself in Lewis's shoes, right? I've been racing since 2007. Okay. Okay. Psychologically, what do I have, or what reason do I have going into into Max or not expecting him to break? In, when I'm when I'm literally having the title on the line. Now look at okay. from Max's point Fair of view. Enough. I know Lewis is behind me. I know I'm weaving myself. I go right. I know I'm going left. But if I break, what's he would probably think? What are the odds? Right? Let me give it a shot. If he goes out of the race, what am I going to get? Ten second time penalty. <laughs> I'm no. My problem with Max is he's see the man's run his own teammate out. All right. I don't trust this guy. Okay. He's okay. <laughs> he's run over his own teammate. Okay. So and he has. Are you talking about team, Daniel? Right? Yeah, I'm talking about Daniel. Who else? <laughs> and so I don't really see. I am very vocal about this. Okay, I do not like Max Verstappen. Like he's oh, a great yeah. race driver. Okay, but his antics on the track it just pisses me off sometimes. And <laughs> during the Saudi Grand Prix, I was I think even Raymond and even Akhilesh can agree that the roller coaster of emotions that we felt it because of what happened during the race. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, so I was well, coming man. coming to that point. I, I mean, got you. Fine, uh, you can't. Uh, Max has come a long way from doing all those antics. Mm-hmm. Like 
I've seen the latter part of 2019, 2020. He's been fairly clean, and he's come a very long way. I feel like just because the title's on the line and mm. this thing, it it brings out. I mean, you cannot blame him for that. It brings out a certain side. I want to hold my position. Like you know, I want the title. That's it. But yeah, um, it's I, just, I, I think I don't you know. can't just... blame him for that. I feel. Yeah, no, definitely. I I for... I'll have to disagree with you because I did see that G chart rating. Hamilton mm-hmm. did have a massive speed advantage on no, the back straight. Yeah, coming to that point, um, when Max uh, when Max moved from I think the right side of the track to the center, right? Yeah. That point, Hamilton was already behind him. I don't see the whole speed advantage. He was yeah. slow behind Max. Behind Verstappen. him the entire way. Yeah, but Verstappen whole, was told like, to let him pass. Right, but uh, Hamilton comes behind Max, and then. There was a whole. I think there's like a whole five six seconds where Hamilton's just behind Verstappen. <laughs> him, yeah, him, he right? didn't. He didn't so move. At that he moment, didn't attempt to pass Verstappen. Yeah, yeah, but like, at that okay, moment, wait, the speeds just... were the same. At that at, at that, that moment, moment yeah. right? If you see the same information they used to say that Max brake tested Hamilton, the same yeah. is there when it comes to the acceleration and deceleration of the car. Right. So you get both Verstappen's and Hamilton's and was regular lap. Plus the brakes. I'm not disagreeing with you. But there's also a period of time. You said five seconds where Hamilton is just behind Verstappen. He could have realized, knowing Hamilton, he's such a veteran, probably the goat. Yeah, and I feel like he didn't, he didn't do that just because of the DRS. But line. he could have moved to the left and could have got out of the way. Yeah. If you're if you're leading but, the world championship, you have one race to go. Yeah. Verstappen. Just hear me yeah, on first. Yeah, and I get your point, but title rival is behind you, and you've to- been told not to let him pass, and you've slowed down. There's enough and more space for them to pass. He doesn't pass you. You're gonna get frustrated, yeah. Yeah, but frustration doesn't lead to a brake test, right? No, frustration led him to moving the car. After which Hamilton still didn't move, which is when he pressed the brake. Okay, but I mean, how is that any See, Hamilton's fault? Yeah. How does that justify? I'm... <laughs> See, he blessed okay, the brake. I... I'm of the stance that I don't believe it was a brake test. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the FIA's duty to tell Mercedes and Hamilton to get past them, which they did not do. But how can you go against the telemetry of actually Verstappen braking? He, if you look on his onboard, he's on high revs on the third gear, and then in a split second, he's down to the lowest. Yeah, because of he was trying to get set, Hamilton to move gear. past him. Sorry, it's not that. It, there, was, there was a whole point where there was a whole point where Verstappen was ahead, had the position. He was ahead the entire time. He was right. in the lead. And then he brake tested him because the if you've seen the actual uh, FIA's report, they says there has been a 2.4 G of actual yes. brake testing, right? That's how can 60 you... something bar of pressure on the right. But how can you how can I'm you telling you from the telemetry data of that as well. They compared it. Yeah. Okay, so I think go against the break test. All right, let me just jump in real quick here. So I think what what is happening right here is two. I mean, hardcore fans they're just gonna stick by our drivers. Yeah. And yeah. The, what I'm gonna say is the decision has been made, right? Yeah, we, the decision uh, has based been. Based on that, we know who is at least a little bit to be blamed. Okay, and that is Max Verstappen. Okay. Even though it wasn't dirty per se, it was the racing incident. Fine, all that is okay. Do you mind what... if I pose a question? Yeah, tell me. Do you think he would have done? And it passed him when he said that you know to let Hammy pass. You think he no, would have passed on the break like that? As Raymond uh, and Akhilesh were saying, Hammy didn't want to pass 
because he knew that as soon as he passed him Verstappen okay. would take the place back and even though that is not illegal it is an unwritten rule right it is not it is something it, the drivers follow right that okay. you don't can i just that. point something out hmm. if you are uh yeah and you get wave blue flags you have three corners to let them pass hmm. Verstappen was told to let him pass on the back straight Hamilton didn't even attempt because he did not know but i don't feel it's completely fair to just you know hop all of the blame on verstappen mm-hmm. if anybody is at fault here it's the fia for not informing accurately yeah i think that's the best conclusion to this debate yeah, i, I feel <laughs> yeah do you think you will see another another incident like i hope not because then yeah, it will be anticlimactic but i feel like we will what do you think and so masi has actually served the warning that he will actually deduct points like from their points total i didn't i don't think that's happened till now so he would deduct points if he sees an incident like this and even if there is no crash if he sees any unlawful conduct from either of them he's planned to deduct points yeah. what do you think we'll see another um, incident can i go first here yeah, i just want i just feel like this is a very very um, historically driven decision obviously having seen all the battles this year alone um i think the past few years we can all say hands down there's not been a, a year as close as this mm-hmm. um but referring to how things have panned down in the past uh where the beloved ferrari racer michael schumacher was very clean has found himself in positions where he's rammed into cars oh that's uh, happened multiple times bro. the greatest of all time absolutely uh, rammed into cars to win titles uh we've seen that in 1994 absolutely where once he he managed he he, he once pulled it off once it did not work yeah it did once it absolutely worked <laughs> where damon hill went off uh agreed but 1997 uh i think i think that's the saying where karma is yeah uh wilnov went went into wilnov bob bobbled himself out of the race wilnov went on to get third win the title so i think there's a bunch of things running in massey's mind because ultimately it's like say in any sport the fa- blame falls on the captain massey is the leader of the race he's the director blame's going to fall on him if something's going to happen so hands down he's going to be like yes there is going to be a points this thing blah blah, blah. i'm going to put all sorts of penalties absolutely agree and knowing what max has been up to this year 100% even lewis has been racing hard both of them could could pull out anything you never know they could pull out even bottas could pull out a rabbit of the hat take hey bottas <laughs> is a wild card man you never know you got to get the reason mercedes is leading that championship now okay. <laughs> so uh so yeah i mean yeah it it was it was something that was coming so i think yes uh what what do, what do you guys think i think it would be a very interesting race i have no idea what is going to happen I don't know what on earth is going to be the result of it but whatever it is it'll be I'm sure hella entertaining so got to tune in for that tomorrow I my take on that is I don't feel like just for the last race you're going to bring in the whole points reduction you know scenario mm-hmm. just cause it's the title fight at the end cuz considering the events that's, that's happened until Saudi right you like we know okay for for taking someone out it's a 10 place uh, i mean 10, 10 second, second penalty yeah with a 2 point uh, penalty point 
the same thing happens in abu dhabi and you're going to tell me that okay 10 points are cut you get what i mean that level of inconsistency just cause it's the title fight at the end is where i'm coming from you know as fans fine i know the intensity of the battle i know the possibilities of what can happen but silverstone hamilton takes hamilton gets what a five set five second penalty if i'm 10 seconds 10 seconds sorry 10 second penalty yeah similar incident happens in abu dhabi are you going to tell me hamilton will get a 10 point cut no you get what i, I mean see, i i there has, there has been yeah so what is your take on that because i feel like it's see, it's going to say it's too inconsistent and considering the fact that uh the number of fans that have started watching this year you know, it creates yeah, creates yeah. a you know a level of doubt you know what's actually happening understanding the sport becomes harder for mm-hmm. the fans so mm-hmm. i don't know what's your take on i, I wish he had given us more information on how these point deductions would pan out like yeah. how many points is deducted for what reason but we know nothing going into the last race so if it seems fair or doesn't seem fair see i really hope it's not decided by a point deduction yeah. i hope yeah. whoever who wins on track at least I, at least for the sport wins, the fans that's fine but he needs to yeah, beat verstappen on track not when bottas comes <laughs> no i, I don't think like bottas and perez i don't think they'll play a major role cuz yeah. Yeah, yeah that that would just taint their careers you know mm-hmm. perez perez and bottas whatever they have done in their careers respectable this imagine t- taking the opponent out that's just going to terrible man yeah it's just going to taint their careers like i don't it, it has made people on the headlines i mean it has brought people on the headlines in the past so so why not now you know it, 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 there's 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 multiple ways to look at this right? there's a lot to speculate when there's multiple ways to look at this but yeah that's it everybody will hate on alfa romeo or fucking red bull next year it will be terrible Okay, let's go back to this whole uh, Bottas Perez. So now Bottas has been receiving a lot of uh, uh, hate that he doesn't really deserve because, as if we look at the data, just purely the data, leave the performance on track, his average qualifying position is three point six seven, which is, and if you compare that to Perez's average qualifying yeah. position, which is seven point two. Now there is another surprise driver that I would like to bring into this as well who is Pierre Gasly. You know his average qualifying position is 6.8 in a in an Alpha Tauri. How great mm-hmm. has he been this season? Now my question He's is, been amazing. Yeah, does do so now I think we've discussed this a couple of episodes ago as well about Perez you know deserving that Red Bull seat. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that Red Bull should give a give give Pierre Gasly another chance maybe what do you think do you, you mean think 2020 in 2023 mm-hmm. i i think personally go ahead ethan i i don't think gasly should go back to red bull i don't think it's worth the f- i think it's kind of toxic man yeah i i like, think I'll, i would I'll i agree. would i would agree on that yeah i i wouldn't uh, wouldn't wouldn't vouch for him going back to red bull if there's anything i would see happening it's something to alpine considering the team obviously like the car is in that great now but but think about it this way you have a you have a french car you have a french driver rather two drivers but okay wait question though if he were to go to alpine who do you think they would get rid of they signed ocon for a long term contract correct 
Fernando has one more year, but you think they'll they'll move yeah, Fernando? I mean, I yeah, even I have the I have a similar opinion about Gasly. I think Gasly has to get out of the Red Bull family. Mm-hmm. It's because I don't see the likelihood of Gasly going back. Because if he goes, if he goes back and things don't work out, it's they cannot kick him out like they did mm-hmm. the previous time in six months. Because it's just going to be yeah. Yeah, so I feel like there's a possibility he could go to Alpine. Uh, considering they are on the rise when it comes to their car performance and they will do very well in the future. I could see that happening, but I, I genuinely feel he's he doesn't deserve to be in the Alpha Tauri right now. The number of P5s and P6 in qualifying he's done this year mm-hmm. and considering the fact that in an Alpha Tauri his qualifying stats are way better than Checo Perez. Fine. Perez is a new driver into Red Bull. I would agree first half of the season. But it has continued all throughout the year, yeah. you know. Gasly yep. is a very consistent driver and honestly, in my opinion, one of the best on the grid. So I don't know I don't know what his future holds, but I genuinely feel Alpha Tari he shouldn't be stuck there in Alpha Tari, is what I think. I have an yep. interesting prospect. Hmm. Um Couple years, you know, Aston Martin, they're putting a lot of money into that racing program, you know, new facilities and everything. If Lance Stroll doesn't pan out, do you think Aston Martin would be a good spot for Pierre? Until Lawrence Stroll leaves, yeah, they he's not going to leave. He owns the team. It's not happening. You don't, I genuinely don't, don't see it happening. You, mean, he, you don't think they'll get a Lance if he doesn't oh, perform? <laughs> I, I, I have feelings. He's been. He's what? Know. How old is Lance now? 20, 20, 22. No, 22 man, years. Isn't he older than 23? 24, 23. Like. But that's about yeah, it. He's like pretty that. young, bro. But 24 years is is his dad's been having his back. You think he's gonna mm-hmm. let him off when the cars are See, TV? And and also considering I, I think... the fact that the money Daddy Stroll yeah. has put into, I mean, I'm pretty sure the idea behind it is. Technically, for his son and the development for his exactly. son's F1 career. Yeah. So, just to. Okay. Fact... Yeah. One point. Okay. Lance Stroll is a billionaire. He likes money, yes? If Lance Stroll causes them to drop down the championship, I have a feeling they will take a hard look at whether he's the right driver for them or not. Because yeah, if you have, a, like, it's actually a good point. Yeah, yeah, we're looking at extremes again, Ashton, right? Yeah, Ashton's aspirations are clearly to. <laughs> they're not they need to win. win five years. They want to win. Chip. No chance. Yeah. See, he man's entered F1 just for his son. Okay, he's been a billionaire for a long time, but he's entered F1 just when his son was able to get into a car. Keep that in mind. He's not gonna leave. If he leave, if if Lance Stroll is out, he's gonna cut with his money. Lawrence is gonna cut. He's but not gonna it's not only cause. Yeah, but I get a. Uh, Ethan's point, it's business mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. The amount yeah. of money that you can make in F1 is nuts. So, it's partly because of that and considering the fact he entered Williams with his dad's money. He came mm-hmm. in with a 30 million investment into Williams. So, yeah, I could I could see that. I get Ethan's point. I could see that, you know, fine. Just for if, like, honestly, if any driver is not propelling the team, you yeah. have to take actions, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I genuinely feel, considering having watched sports in all forms uh, and similar situations everywhere, it's always been pushed to a level where even if the the son isn't 
at his best. It's just yeah. that the the dad fades out of the industry after that. So it's it's always together. And I guess I've we'll never... find out. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how it goes. Let's hey, I have an yeah. interesting question actually. So think about the Saudi circuit. Uh, with respect to safety or driving. No, because I, mean, I know there's a whole okay, safety all factor to it. Yeah, in general, it is a super high speed circuit. Um, I think it's a really good track. Uh, it has its, it has the like sector one. It's a very twisty, turvy sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, high downforce, and then you have a high the high speed sector two, sector three. So I I think it has a mix of both. It fine sector 1 does come with a compromise in overtaking but sector 2 sector 3 does provide a sense of overtaking i'd say to some extent but in general i mean the drivers liked it the grand prix was good i feel like uh, it's a narrow track hmm yeah that it co- is that causes the chances of vscs a lot and we saw we've seen it in la- the last race I think half the race was under VSC. <laughs> to be honest, if if I remember, like most of the lap flag, regular yeah, safety car, virtual safety cars. So um, it has its pros, it has its cons, but I feel like maybe tweaks to that circuit could actually make it, you know, one of hmm. the really like the best circuits on the grid. I, in my I, opinion, I have a tweak to this. I feel, considering the the whole conversation was thrown in regarding it being narrow. How have we seen it in Baku and Moscow all these years? I think Baku is wider in yeah, some Baku places. Yeah, Baku is relevantly in places, very, right? Yeah. But um, with street races in places is a question that yeah, doesn't yeah. arise, you know. But okay, leave Baku alone. Let's let's take Monaco. Monaco is in the circuit because of its history, True. because of its heritage, yeah, yeah. because of all these years. <laughs> Monaco. It's, it's so boring, man. <laughs> exactly. Nothing happens. I just see a train of cars following each other yeah. pretty much through seventy-five percent of the race. So. the thing the fact that saudi has its bits where it is definitely narrow but it also gives way or ra- rather room to a lot of racing as yeah. well so in in that aspect alone having completed this track in 7 months is a mammoth task and That's the true. fact it's that it's it brought this the one thing i feel was the marshals and the stewards weren't really advised to a lot of things especially the marshals they weren't really attentive to a lot of incidents that happened on the track which mm-hmm. could have been the reason that also led to the bunch of vscs that followed but my opinion wise i think it's a very good track maybe a slight tweak here and there might make the track better but i feel that the track as it is is still very good so yeah i think the drivers were complaining about a few blind spots actually on the track that is the uh, that is my only blind issue, entry because... blind entry yeah. yeah that is a, a little bit like borderline like safety issues but other than that i think the track was like pretty good yeah oh, can i have another like can i ask another track related question circuit related do you think You you know now like most tracks have asphalt trap failures. Do you think if we had regular classic gravel traps and gravel, we would have less incidents of people passing off track? Yeah, I mean gravel just mitigates the fact of having cars go off track and yeah, meaning like if you I... choose track, you're ruining your car in some right. way. Mm-hmm. No. Personally, yeah, I, I think they should like, put gravel. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. I think even I think like gravel should be put in. Yeah, I, 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 I generally feel asphalt runoff gives you a different race. 
Yeah, it does. Yeah, let's put it this way. Yeah, let's put it this way. In gravel, I know that if I'm going to beach it, I'm not coming out of that. Yeah. But in asphalt, I know that I can push my cars to the limit because what's going to happen? I'm going to drop. Okay, I'm definitely going to drop a few places, but that gives rise to a different race, right? Like Bahrain last year, where where Perez went off. Out of gravel as well. Agreed, but uh, that's what I'm saying. I feel like the mix makes it better. You yeah. need to have that mix because both give opportunities to two different sorts of races. One is beating it and completely losing it, and second is going off and. Okay, mm. no, no, Makes I sense. agree with you. But if you have gravel runoff failures, we will not have issues when it comes to overtaking off track, as much yeah. anyway. It will mitigate <laughs> it that good amount. Yes, yeah. That, I, think that, 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 I think everybody would prefer. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like you know when it comes to high speed corners, to some extent it's not viable to have gravel traps. To some extent, because okay, what do you think about chicanes? Yeah, chicanes. Why not? Yeah, I I think it has to be a mix of both. Because if you're looking at it at a high speed corner, right? There are tracks where which are new. There are tracks which you know people are testing the limit during practice. Yeah. If you consider yeah, if you consider the fact that you're gonna. Put a gravel trap at high-speed corners, and you know corners that where drivers tend to push the limit just to find it for the race for qualifying. It could just end up in like you know unproductive practice sessions as well, if you get what I mean. Yeah, does no, Parabolica have enough. a gravel gravel trap? Uh, I oh believe so. Wait, yeah, I, Parabolica. Yeah, it has a gravel trap. Yeah, yeah. I Monza has a gravel like, trap. Uh, yeah, for example, Spa. Most of Spa has either grass or gravel. Yeah. Wherein yeah. they don't have gravel, they put these like styrofoam bollards. So you run yeah. through that, yeah. 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 which is yeah. hilarious in and of its own. So, um, that way, okay. What do you think about Suzuka? I feel like Suzuka is the perfect blend. They have asphalt runoff. Isn't like three times the width of the road. It ends. Yeah. I feel like there is a middle ground that can be met. You know? mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Off-road overtaking issues, oh, and a decent amount. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> hey, is... The second restart, yeah. Ocon mm. was up and mm. Max passed. Ocon went off track. They didn't say anything to that. No, I think it was already red flag. Probably that's right. <laughs> no man. Oh, no, but, okay. but the second restart, hands down. Max Verstappen, that overtake was yeah, crazy. Uh, but I feel like Ocon's wasn't really a. They didn't wasn't an issue because considering the fact that Hamilton had to move out because Verstappen yeah, came in, I, and then eventually I think pushed... because Max just passed him after turn two. He just passed him. So okay. Yeah. Like it yeah, doesn't even sense. matter. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I yeah. I don't mind like giving Verstappen penalties, but at least they have to be consistent about it. Yeah, I think the whole issue this season is consistency. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just yeah. created a certain mess, I believe. Yeah, but one thing to end this top particular topic is being being in Ocon's situation is really sad. Knowing, <laughs> I, I know I'm going to start first, but I know I'm not going to remain at first. Yeah, oh, the worst part. I, I feel bad for them. He got taken out just at the end. Yeah, yeah. that is <laughs> well, yeah. Bottas clutch, all right. Second time he's done that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So if God forbid, I mean, if Lewis doesn't win today, tomorrow, I mean tomorrow, the, tomorrow. and he loses the world championship, Thanks. Thanks. will <laughs> will we see Lewis win another championship? If not this year, um, I 
considering okay mark being we assume like cuz 2022 is like a blind you know we go and mm. we don't know who's going to be good who's going to be bad whatever but considering fine they are still competitive for the championship i do believe he would still go for another championship considering what happened this year cuz 2020 was a really dry championship win for him mm. it was clear from race 4 5 that he's just going to clench the title but the whole intensity of this year's battle has i think invoked a certain you know a drive or a passion towards actually going for that fight again so i think he as long as he's an f1 he wouldn't back down from the title yeah know? even I mean, if he doesn't have the car yeah he he's still going to go for it because at the end that's a stage he's put himself in and you know he would want to be and wa- even want to end on his career on a high so i don't think he would have that mindset okay will i go for it mm-hmm. he was going to challenge it if he wins it or doesn't it's okay it's situational okay. you know so i i think i think th- the one thing that has got lewis sort of uh going all these years is the fact that he's put expectations for himself at peak levels agreed the public has expectation for all he's given all these years but as a sportsman you are you are the best only if you are you're wanting to be better than what you were last year so having considering what's going on in lewis's head is definitely not going to be anything apart from another title because i mean you 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 play the sport to win right uh but obviously we we have we have now seen a rare of like, like series of changes with regards to the car how um pundits have gone on from saying the car is going to be 3 seconds slower to now they're saying it's going to be half a second or just under a second slower and you have all these series of like front wing and rear wing and your 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 wheel winglets and all of that playing a huge aerodynamic role with like more more like uh, as as we know more downforce because that's going to make racing better is what at least they say mm-hmm. we are, like like raymond had said we are going into something that we are never expect like never expect never seen in the sport this is like going into the how we we came into the hybrid era basically this is this is a new era of sport right so it's it's definitely going to be it's rather going to open the the doors as we've already would have expected to a lot of races because if it puts them on a so called level platform then we're definitely going to see the likes of charles and with the we're going to see the likes of sains and all these all these sort of races which which is going to rise up to the occasion of something new this, to the sport right and what better to make a mark in, in in the beginning of a new era than than not you know so yes considering following hamilton since my childhood i definitely would back him going into the season but but it also opens the doors to 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 racing that we've never seen before and with russell being a teammate yeah <laughs> it absolutely does so so yeah i mean open racing if that's what people want as fast for 2016 go for it what do you think ethan okay other than this season i always support hamilton it's just that how do i say i'm not against hamilton don't get me wrong mm. you know the reason i support yeah, verstappen yeah. is yeah. because hamilton literally like you know star wars reference in coming he's the empire now like he mm. is the dark side like i mean he's amazing he is the goat N- nobody can beat him like i think he is vastly better maybe not vastly but 
he can easily be counted as better than Schumacher now. Mm-hmm. But I want Max to win because that provided us with some hope, saying that these next batch of people aren't as terrible as you know mm-hmm. they seem to be because they can't drive and take. They can't even challenge him. But to be honest, Hamilton, if he has a car, he's going to fight for the championship. I don't think there should be a doubt in any of our minds. Dep- doesn't matter what the rules are. The car mm-hmm. is fast. He's there. Mm-hmm. Like he'll be in the top three fighting for that thing till he retires. If he retires. <laughs> I think nothing scarier than like a pissed off legend, right? Like yeah. he was so pissed after that whole incident that happened, and we know what happened, right? After that whole twenty mm. place grid penalty, the yeah, 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 unfolded. Yeah. So I think that into... was the that was the turning point in the yeah. championship. So thank God. Yeah, ever that, since that, he's he got handed he's like focused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just it's just something about him since that race. Exactly. I've just not seen. You know, any mistakes? You know, he's just been yeah, too clinical. Ever yeah, since, he's been flawless. Which, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. makes which makes it exciting for us at the end. I mean, come on, tomorrow is going to be tomorrow, bro. Exciting if we have somebody to lace like... him. Yeah, yeah, true. For the last honestly, couple years, it's been like so boring. He's just mm-hmm. there. He wins. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I watched last season. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I've, have you seen like how boring that last season was? Like honestly. Bottas might take pole, but then <laughs> Hamilton will overtake him in the race. It was <laughs> turn one. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This I've never felt like this in ages. Actually, to be honest, yeah. it, it's been it's been a long time since I've gone into a season desi- decider rather than let alone season finale. Like, in our lifetime, you know, last race mm-hmm. equal on points. I believe the last one was nineteen. 19- 70-something. 73. Some, yeah. Yeah, 74, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That's insane, yeah. man. I think the what closest we could have got is Brazil, 2007. Raikkonen's win. With, okay. With you mean, and, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Even, even 2008, yes. That, that, that was a very good season. I, I, I was... I, I think I, that's when I started watching it. But, oh, wow. Yeah, that's when Massa finished and then... 30 seconds Amy later. and the last lap. Amy, yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember. Timo Glock. The only reason I know his name. Yeah, is that Glock. Yeah. Okay, this uh, this rivalry between... I, I know it's just been a couple of seasons, but I think we will have a few more seasons of Hamilton. Oh, yeah, this is not going to happen. just entering his peak, right? He's, yeah. I feel like he's still not, you know, reached that peak. He still has a long way to go. Do you think this will go down as one of the greatest rivalries, if not the greatest rivalries in F1? It has the potential to. Mm-hmm. Agree. I generally think it it is one of the greatest because when have we witnessed something like this? You know, at least okay for the for our generation, it has to hands down go as one of the greatest rivalries. And looking at the stats, right, the last title final race title equal on points was in nineteen seventy four. And what are the odds? Of having equal points, and that though they have three sixty nine point five, how accurate yeah. can you know how how close <laughs> can it get? So I think it has uh, it has to be one of the you know yeah. greatest rivalries. It's like Prost versus Sano. Yeah, exactly. Like and it's yeah. it relates a lot to Prost versus Senna because I see Verstappen in Senna. I mean, you know. Verstappen as okay. of the driving style, you know, 
I'm I'm not talking about okay maybe like scalability but driving style. Okay. And the whole you know Prost kind of being the Hamilton. No man. Fucking no. Prost is a piece of shit. <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. I was just referring to like you know how Senna and Prost had those battles on track. You talk about Senna going yeah, yeah. in the similar to what Max does, you know, very, very aggressive but a great driver. So, hmm. yeah, I Next. think I, I think I might have a different opinion there though. I feel I feel Senna, I see Senna and Lewis, and okay. I see I on see track. Prost and Max. Agreed. Ah, both a piece of shit. Yeah, makes sense. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See. Agreed. Agreed. Like the fact that this reference is to say, for example, 1990, where Senna took Prost out, and both of them. Actually, Prost took Senna out first. Yeah, but I mean, bring the same situation put into this year, right? Yeah. We, Nobody's we taken been... anybody out yet, but no, touch wood. Uh... <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so. Yeah, we've seen multiple rivalries over the years, but I think for someone in our generation, this is, if not the best, in a while. Because going into the last race with equal points, we have obviously seen the likes of Massa and Hamilton and Hamilton and Alonso, those those 2007, 2008, obviously even recently 2016, where against Nico. Yeah, Nico, where you went in the last race with 11 points difference, and Hamilton won, and Lewis still took the title with five points. So. Yes, we have seen multiple, but this situation is new, uh, and it's something that we have witnessed in entirety. So, definitely, definitely one of the best. Um, I wouldn't say the best until I I see the race tomorrow. Uh-huh. But, uh, <laughs> but see, yeah. this is like the teaser season for the rest of the next, let's say, era of Formula One. Then we're in for a beautiful journey. Uh, I just hope so. You know, they say that 2022 onwards is going to be closer racing and all. I just hope it is that it be. I mean, we're up for we're up for like. Do you, do you think George will give Lewis Alon for his money? Um, at a given point, yes. I feel like you know, as every new driver joining a new team, that settlement time is there. You know, it takes like mm. at least that first half of that season to get. So I think over there Hamilton will have his advantage, but then going into the latter, yeah, I mean, it's gonna. It, it would be, be nice, good... wouldn't it? It would be nice to yeah. see George give Hamilton a run for his money. Something mm-hmm. different. I think. I think. I think, I, I, I think he's gonna do it. I feel. Yeah, I think he will as well. I think I my opinion when, might but, change yeah. day after tomorrow, but but for now, yes, it, it'll be nice <laughs> to see George give him a run for his money. Oh, it'll be amazing. And speaking about this rivalry, this is Max Verstappen, right? The youngest race winner ever, and this is a man who can, I think, rival for, if not, I mean, I'm, I know this is very early. He's not won a championship. Seven yet, championships. No, I'm not saying seven, but he can easily win like four to five, or maybe even yeah. six, right at some given point. He's still very young, and he's already he's been on top of the championship table for quite some time now. So that itself is like speaking volumes about his greatness, right? So. I think we will see him reach some at some point as a number two or number three, like you know, a race driver ever. So this rivalry could, you know, has the potential. I think to go down as one of the greatest. And speaking of Russell, I think I think after half the season, the first half he would definitely like give as soon as he's used to the car, 
Yeah, I can't think, wait, man. There's no we, stopping him, yeah. Yeah, we did see him wait. in Bahrain as well for that one race, right? He didn't even he need slaughtered to yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, th- we, that will be fun, yeah. Also, now what about your... So, we've seen a lot of uh, changes happening actually this year, right? So, we have uh, this one, Albon coming in as well. We have oh, Bottas Alex. team, yeah. And then a couple more changes. We have another new Alfa Romeo driver as well coming in. From oh, Guan Yu Zhou. What do yeah. you think about him? He's a paid driver, you know. He's paid thirty-five million dollars yeah. for his seat. <laughs> um, Guan Yu, yeah, Uni Virtuosi. Um, been in the circuit in F two for quite some time now. I think I, the fact that not just the driver he is, but the Chinese backing he has. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> immense. I, I, I'm surprised I didn't see him in the sport earlier. Because he's got the money to buy a couple of teams. If he's he doesn't involved. have the money. Yeah. But Chinese the back home and has the money. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> which, is, which is him. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm not wrong here. He's the first Chinese driver to be in the sport. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, looking at this from a Chinese government perspective, they would go all in. They would want him to see him lift the title. So, yes, brings a lot of I'm definitely bringing a lot of money into the sport, which the sport definitely wants right now. Um, and the racer he is is very good. Uh, I've seen him in a lot of F2 races over the last couple. He's years. in second though, yeah. He finished I, second. I, oh yeah, but more of a thought where he's just like, you know what? I've secured a seat. I've I've got it last year. But he lost by a lot, wasn't? Yeah, that? Oscar Oscar was in a different scene altogether, right? I I mean that that car. What, what he's driving, it, it's, it, it's immense. Um, definitely did saw, did expect rather to see Kiktam and Darwala put their uh, Kalins up, up, up top, but you know, um, you know, Piastri is still in the scene and, and by massive margin. So, yeah, he won it today, apparently. I think, yeah, today yeah. He's, yeah. he's the F2 champion, yeah. So oh, man. Uh, how do you all feel, though? I, for the last couple of years, at least, the F2 champion doesn't get a seat in Formula One. Comedy, yeah. I don't I don't know how I, that whole thing works. I, I think that's utterly unfair to be honest. Um I, I I generally don't know what to think of it to be honest. Is it is it racing now or is it the money that we have? It yeah. is the money. Because if you're talking about talent yeah. then we have so many people sitting on the exactly. shelf. Very true. Right? We've we've seen Mick Schumacher. Definitely that was a no brainer for him to come into the sport last year. Hmm. The year before Nick DeVry. Nick Dibbles. Yeah. He right. went to Formula E though. He, he, he won the championship. Well, he's won it, right? Exactly. Yeah. He's won it with the Mercedes E. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you see it that way, the last couple of years has, has been kind. Not Maybe not this year. Hey, of- we, we've skipped an entire, like Robert Schwartzman. They're all missing. Like, for all these yeah. entire driver academy worth of people. Yeah, literally. Like, you have Schwartzman, you have Armstrong, you have Yuri Whips that's coming now from the scene. There's there's a series of racers, right? But that's 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 the sport. You make the cut, mm-hmm. you do. That's as harsh as, as it is, you know. So Nikita Mazepin made it. <laughs> that's all you gotta say. Better, better we not go there right now. I think this conversation would just incline. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite unjust for all these um, racing fans because you know the way to get is karting, GPS, F three, F two, and. When you are in F2, your goal is F1. F1 and when yeah. you know that money is playing a huge factor, it kind of, you know, it kind of kills the sport. I do feel like there has to be open, you know, room for F2 drivers, champions. But at the end of the day, I don't know. 
F1 is the money sport, you know. It runs on money, so. Do you think it would be good if Formula 1 increased the number of teams that they have? Maybe to 12 teams? 24 cars? Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, there's I don't see any drawback to it. It'll be a very interesting more more drivers, more racing, so. The size of the cars now isn't going to allow for more teams. You mean because they're too wide? They are pretty wide. But they're what getting, about next? They're the longest and heaviest they've ever been as well. Imagine going into street races with with 12 teams currently with your current setup. I don't see it happening. Hmm. See that is the thing. That is a logistics problem though. If you're talking about well. entertainment, more teams equals more valuables equals more fun. I think the whole reason why it came down to 10 was because they wanted to make the most sport more streamlined to just less No, they wanted 10 teams that would stick around. Yeah, until yeah. recently also I think they had 11 teams. Man yeah. racing. Yeah, 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 they did. Yeah. Yeah. I I generally don't see it coming and I don't I and, and the fact that the sports already generated enough revenue from the season of 2021 and the mm. drive to survive and all of that yeah drive gonna, to survive man what a savior yeah like it saved <laughs> the sport yeah <laughs> it was a dying sport so yeah bagoni ecclestone anybody formula 1 and I, that's just purely big respect to drive to survive there but yeah I, it, it's good it's good that the sports now got a lot of fans because people understand the sport more than they did back in the days because It is a it is a high profile sport. Yeah, it's more like the golf of motorsports. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that now there's more people watching, it's great. Did you did you know that Bernie, when he was still you know the head of Formula One, he once fined Lewis Hamilton for posting social media posts from the paddock. Yeah. Yes, nobody was allowed to post any. <laughs> yeah, that's about. insane. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add, Ethan, Achilles, Raymond? Any of y'all? Anything y'all want to talk about? Uh, you want to make some predictions for next year, just for the heck of it? Yeah, why not? I mean, before we make the predictions for okay. next year, y'all want to just go through a quick prediction for qualifying and the race that's happening tomorrow? Like, just a top of your head. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. See, my heart wants Max on board, <laughs> but my brain. Tells me Hamilton's gonna get that shit, and even though it's a little rough to say, I feel like the pace of that Mercedes on the straight line. If it was the Abu Dhabi track from last year, I'd say Verstappen had a better chance, hmm. but it's a different track. So I don't know. I feel like I mean, just edge it out. So Hamilton, Verstappen. Bottas doesn't matter after that. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to say Bottas. So I think some crazy person. Who can I put in third place? For George. Russell. George. George. <laughs> I'll put George in third. Raymond. Uh, Raymond. Um. Yeah, I mean, I am a Hamilton fan. I want him on pole. But I've been watching F1, FP1, FP2, and FP3. Clearly, according to the stats, and as Ethan was saying, the track layout clearly suits. Mercedes at the moment, so I'll clear. I would go with Hamilton pole. Bottas P two. Oh, yeah, yeah. entirely possible. Yeah, and Max Verstappen P three. And I would never say that Bottas would out qualify Verstappen, but just because of how the Merc is, you know, um, that speed reacting to the yeah that speed and 
it's um you know how it's reacting to the track bottas also has a really good pace over one lap mm-hmm. I, i wouldn't say in the race verstappen's going to take him down but in quali i think okay it's going to be either hamilton bottas verstappen or bottas hamilton verstappen okay how many laps do you think it'll take before max passes bottas <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Before Hopefully, then, um, how many how many laps is the race? Is this is the total of the race? I am not sure. It was man. it was fifty five. <laughs> is it fifty five? It was fifty five with the old with the old layout. So I I assume it's going to be sixty or sixty five. No man, it will not be that much. The race track distance wouldn't have changed that much. But considering it's twelve seconds per lap that it has gone down. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, one lap has reduced yeah has reduced 58 by 12 laps. seconds okay 58 yeah i think i was just pushing it like 60 so yeah. 300 um, and something kilometers we have to go but interesting yeah, interesting fact that uh, for the first time uh, in the past three races since brazil um, the red bull has a better race pace car than a single lap i, I haven't seen fp3 so i okay, saw fp2 so I've, like, i've been following the statistics So, obviously, Merck has that one ten. I mean, almost a two ten, like point one six edge over qualifying. But I think um, Red Bull's Red Bull's race pace is better than uh, Merck's pace based on yesterday's session. I don't know about today. I mean, obviously, throughout the night they cracked down on data and mm-hmm. set up yeah. the car. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. And uh, have you all guys watched the practice too? Anyone of you? I, I watched Felipe. Yeah. <clears throat> on the long runs if most of the cars were doing either either on the hard tires or on the medium tires but the red bulls were on the soft tires which makes me think there's a possible for an alternate strategy where okay. max would qualify in q2 on the soft tire assuming that they already think that merck are going to take pole and with that soft tire hope to you know on track take Hamilton down. So you mean like effectively it'll be a two-stop race? Yeah, effectively they think it's going to be a two-stop race. And Pirelli today morning has come out uh, with an assumption that it could be similar to Qatar, just because uh, of high speed and the curbs. So really, it is similar to Qatar because the curbs are really harsh. So what yeah. they've done, they've relayed since they've relayed the track and the turns and the corners, they've 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 changed the curbs as well from Modified, last year. So they've 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 made it really harsh. So apparently, Pirelli has said that it's it's going to be a situation very, if not similar, very close to Qatar. So so that 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 might just put more pressure. On just just out of curiosity, what do you think the chance of rain tomorrow is? Hey. <laughs> no chance. Oh, <laughs> the shit. chance of Russell winning the championship is more, more than the chance of rain. Yeah. Yes, I know. Aglish, <laughs> what about your uh, uh, top three? <clears throat> obviously, I. Uh, I mean, no brainer. I'm gonna put put my guy on top as I've been doing since the past ten, twelve years. So, considering the race, considering race pace and straight line speeds, rather, uh, we all know how strong Mercedes has been. So, Horner's statement of making removing the corners that supported <laughs> us uh, does definitely play into Mercedes's hands, and everyone's mm-hmm. very aware of it. So I would rather I would so I would put Hamilton on top for pole. I would slot in Bottas there just just so it just makes Hamilton's work slightly, if not completely, slightly easier. Yeah, completely easier. 
completely because knowing the knowing the race of max is i i literally see him going for it so i see him going for it as well as i see him beaching it so i i see two scenarios of max there but uh, but yes max definitely on third race i'm just going to keep my mouth shut cuz i'm not going to change so so yeah that's that's that from me but but yeah definitely definitely going to be a cracking race I will, but honestly as a fan like not okay as a hamilton fan i want him to lead the race but as a fan at one point in the race i want verstappen to lead it because like, if yes, at the end of the race, race. La, 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 la. if if <laughs> hamilton is leading the race yeah. so if hamilton is leading the race uh, we i can't see verstappen yeah. catch him up at least exactly. in sector 2 he's going to gain that advantage and then whatever but if max is in front it's going to give us crazy fight you know it's just big uh, test yes and now this is all assuming that there is going to be no incidents that is the unpredictability of the sport yeah think. that is so, true so yeah hopefully i oh. want to see some incidents speaking of incidents yeah they red flag the previous days yeah do you think it's fair to be able to change tires on that flag um yeah i i actually had a point uh, coming to this i think not Okay, and I'm not saying it because okay, Verstappen gained an advantage over the red flag. Hamilton has done it so many times, but I just feel you know when a safety car is put out, teams are gambling then and there itself, you know, and then, uh, when you're gonna put out, when you're gonna put out a red flag, you're just nullifying all the strategy and everything that what other racers have done. Hundred percent. Even Perez has got messed up. Maybe right. Right. Yeah. so you're just going to nullify the fact and put them at a disadvantage which is not technically racing you get what i mean it's a situation that caused okay but if they had just called a red flag yeah. instead of the safety exactly. car which they yeah. should have done exactly that would have made more sense yeah, yeah. here we go fi again <laughs> fi i just feel like they have to they have to revise and maybe not have changing of tires during the red flag no keep I- it Keep I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with that though. But then you know it comes to the whole, you know, fact that whoever have changed their tires are disadvantaged, like are at a disadvantage. Yeah, that's the whole because... point of gamble. But that's gamble, right? Yeah, it's a gamble. I think that's that's been in something in sport that edges. That's that's the deciding factor in sport. So, what's what's happened? Gamble. Didn't... Yeah, yeah, gambling in sport. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. Ga- gambling in sport. Yeah, he gambled. He stayed out. If his tires died and Hamilton passed him, nobody yeah, would care. Yeah, it was a fifty-fifty. Yeah, that. And yeah, they, exactly. they got out of it. So, anyways, I mean, we know what happened in the end. So, it yes, all yes, played out know. to Hamilton. That's okay. Okay, now predictions for next year. What do you all think? What's George. <laughs> George's gonna win. <laughs> Picking in. Mm-hmm. Predictions for twenty twenty-two world champion. Let let let's let's put all the three Brits up there. George, Lando. <laughs> oh, Lando was in such a terrible mood after the previous race, man. Man, yeah. after yeah. the yeah after the first fifteen races, I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's him, not him as a driver. It's just the whole package. Mm-hmm. It's just because the whole fight with Ferrari yeah switched. So yeah. he's still doing well. It's just he was the Saudi race. again he was disappointed because of the red flag he yeah. pitted and then he was thrown at the back of the field you know yeah. so that is there but for me i have a i have a feeling and uh, 
based on what ferrari has done since 2020 beginning till now they have come a long way they have gone from being you know p7 or p6 at times in the constructors um in 2020 to securing p3 easily and I, and i do feel they are on the role of getting up there and they would be having race wins i, I won't say yeah, maybe, that would be great yeah i i really feel and for me according to me leclerc and sainz is the strongest driver lineup on the grid yeah very true like they complement each other really well as well it has to be because they both match each other's performance if if not leclerc edges it a little more but yeah honestly i feel like ferraris are going to have they're going to come back they are ferrari you know yeah so they're going to cheat <laughs> another <laughs> illegal engine yeah this this, oh. this this podcast has rather been controversial <laughs> they'll they'll cheat and then the fi will come to a deal with them yeah and compromise and offer them more money for every season yeah it's, it's going to be marcy marcy bargaining again right on the on the thing on the, on yeah. the, on the team radio <laughs> listen we know you are running some strange engine st- like modes or something You can do this, or you can do that. You can, yeah, yeah. You can either, you know, go back, go to the back of the grid, or you can just continue racing. No problem. Oh, <laughs> uh, guys, I want. I have a question. What do you? What's your take on Aston? Uh, next year. Aston Obviously Martin. This year, yeah, Aston Martin. They have, they have not. Their car wasn't this that great this year, and they haven't. With the technical regulations that they put for this year, they they got messed up. Yeah. They got. Or what do you think their future holds? Mm. At least next season or the next two seasons. I think they can hit fifth, maybe fourth. Fourth okay. is a stretch. Fifth is, yeah. I think they can do. Yeah, but but I I don't know. I feel for a, for some reason the midfield battle, or rather even the the top two. Okay, maybe with with this year and the previous years we could predict. But anything from third onwards, it's it's so unpredictable. Very true. Yeah. Because. Yeah. the cars that you're talking about a car that's very different here you're talking about mushroom rear wings and and wing winglets and what not you know like diffuser changes and it's 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 all up in the air so like something that the one thing rather that you can't predict is the midfield because obviously midfield has always been unpredictable yeah, yeah. true 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 adding on to the changes it's 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 just gotten worse i would say um what i think is uh, you know how this year due to the regulations of they they cut the flow right they have made it like a certain percentage yeah, yeah. less which has affected the low rate cars hmm. mercedes aston for example next year because of the cars having uh, they want to achieve that ground effect what they call to negate yeah. the dirty air this is going to play in the hands of mercedes and aston again because i've read this like uh, it came on f1 tv the tech review in which they talk about how to achieve that down ground effect low rate cars are going to have an advantage and i do and i really feel like you know aston is going to benefit benefit from that considerably from this year and also the direction that they are going into you know they are hiring one of the biggest names you know in like the technical side of it like people from red bull yeah, people yeah. From, you know they've they're clearly on the right part and as ethan said yeah p4 p5 in the next two years looks likely for aston considering the the bad position they are in like honestly 
Yeah. There's multiple ways to look at this because McLaren's made quite some amount of money from the last two years finishing third and third, yeah. So, yeah. puts them in the mix as well. It, so. it, it would have been a big blow for them this year, finishing fourth. I mean, they clearly expected to finish third. So, that's yeah. a <laughs> couple of millions lost. I have two things that I'd like to talk about, actually. One yeah. pertaining to next year. When it comes to the rules that, you know, they have a staggered system as in the person, the team that wins the Constructors' Championship has the least amount of wind tunnel and uh, computer design time as compared to the team at the bottom of the grid who has the most. Do you think that's fair? Like, what do you think about that? I, I think this boils down to an opinion that, you know, the, the sport just wants to make make it more ex- exciting for people and... You know, it's it, it's been it's been so standardized the past years that I think with the new era they just want to they just want to stir things up. Mm. So if if that's purely their outlook, with no malicious intent, then definitely like give it a shot. You know, if it makes it um, less, then... yeah, yeah, because Ferrari did finish seventh last year, so if they're counting that they yeah. got a lot more time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if it may, exactly what I said, right? If it if it You've seen, you've seen Mercedes dominance all these years, so give it, give it a shot. If it works, yeah, there's a chance. Big ups, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. I feel like, yeah, obviously it's done to closing up the field, but I feel there's a balance there. It's because the money that Merck gets for winning the constructors is kind of balanced with the amount of time Haas gets in the wind tunnel. If you get what I mean, mm-hmm. do you think it's right? So. Um, it's become like more of a how do I say it's become a it's become a status symbol for car companies right now. Yeah. So you enter the sport, you get more promotion, you get more advertisements, and you get more money. You know. So, hi, Chang. Raymond, you're on. I think. Turn your yeah. Google Meet yeah. system yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What were we talking about? Anyone remember? Aston Martin. Um. Finishing fourth and fifth, I think. That was I think it. I think we wrapped on that. Yeah, I think I was just talking. We were talking about the whole wind tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Uh, if you want, start from there because otherwise it might be hard for us to merge the audios. Okay, I think I was talking about the whole uh, money, money disparity. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, my point about the whole money disparity is that. Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari take a huge chunk. In fact, Ferrari finishing third in the constructors still makes the most money. Still yeah. makes the most money, right? Because yeah. of the heritage, yes. whatever bonus. And then Red Bull and Red Bull and uh, sorry, Mercedes. Red Bull and Mercedes have the whole Concord agreement to them, so they get the whole another chunk of money. So it just no, but isn't it tiered? Yeah. So person team that finishes P one gets a certain amount. Team two, team three, team four, so on. Yeah, that's fixed. The that, heritage yeah, that sum is, is just for Ferrari. Heritage sum is Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, there are some old constructor team. I think Williams no, also I gets think a over sum. that. Uh, Red Bull gets a Concord bonus for agreeing to it first. I believe. Yeah, yeah agreeing mm. to it first, and Mercedes tried to sign the Concord agreement, mm. but they only agreed on the fact that if they win back-to-back constructor titles, they would okay. agree for that deal. And yeah. Merck achieved that in two thousand. I think I don't know which year it was 15, 16, or 16, 17. Merck Stop. achieved that and they also get that bonus. So, yeah. apart from you know that P1, P2, P3, uh, 
might so yeah but i think i think from a fan perspective it's something that i really want to happen i want to see how it rather works because l- like like i said before it's it's been standardized all these years you know you know what's coming the next year but going into a year, year where you know absolutely nothing yeah, yeah you you'll find out what's happening that, in the next yeah. like 4 5 months exactly yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's going to be insane do you want to talk about uh, porsche audi um yes so uh Porsche teams like Porsche and you know all these like super car car giants rather in, in the automotive industry it's it's become more of a symbol now or, or i would say it's become more of this like outlet into the bigger picture for them in terms not just in terms of like image and and promotion and things like that but even revenue streams right um so there has been stats that have been that have been proved over the years uh, and i had a mate who had done a dissertation on this as well that teams like mercedes um and you know all of these like the 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 engine makers are like renault their revenue streams have risen massively through coming into the sport yeah. and not just that the fact that ferrari is such a big name now i think corresponds to a lot to do with the sport true 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 so, yeah. yeah the whole you you ask anyone what is ferrari that is a sports car right yeah so the whole terminology there stems from the fact that they've got so much heritage in the entire sporting industry you know so yeah that 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 i feel is really a it's something that companies are looking into but also their company shying away from it because there's a lot to commit a lot of money so, and time and absolutely resources and it's i i genuinely think it's more about the image of the company like mercedes ferrari even now porsche and audi if they're coming in it's all about the image because pre but uh, pre budget cap right i looked at the statistics of you know how how do f1 teams make money and at the end of the year and you would believe it or not either they go either they have uh, profits in couple of millions i'm talking about just 3 million 4 million yeah, 5 yeah. million so they are not actually at the end of the year the amount of money they spend is the amount of money they return, get so it's at the end of the day it's all about the name and you know mercedes promoting it as a brand so is red bull and so all, all the teams in the in the industry however i don't know what has changed after the budget cap but as as for it f1 teams coming in was generally for the name not for profits as such okay makes sense all right i think that is it we are done for today So thanks Lovely. guys for joining us Akhilesh Raymond Ethan glad to yeah. have you back as well and it was i think it was really fun very yeah it was a lovely episode i think we had a yeah. lot of fun yeah it was a good episode it was good talking to you like very very good well. absolutely yeah having f1 minds around definitely yeah. does, <laughs> does help calm some nerves before the right. final race right oh. exactly and i think as we are recording this we are exactly 50 minutes from the qualifying, qualifying. So it is going to be one for the book so 
Oh, there's, oh. there's the cat. We have a guest appearance. <laughs> all right. So, uh, thanks guys for listening to us as well. Hope you all have enjoyed. And uh, thanks guys for joining us. And we will definitely like love to have you back on some other F1 episode or any other sport that you all are into. So, just to that. All right. Take care, guys. That's it. All right. Yeah. Thanks. See you. Bye, guys. Yeah. Bye. See you. <laughs>